This is exactly right. Hi, I'm Erin Welsh. And I'm Erin Almond Updike, and we're the hosts of This Podcast Will Kill You on Exactly Right. We're back with our seventh season, which is bigger and better than ever. Because guess what? We're now a weekly show. This season, we're tackling everything from long COVID to norovirus, from the supplement industry to IVF, and so, so much more. New episodes drop every single Tuesday. Follow This Podcast Will Kill You wherever you get your podcasts. clear when you're a guest in my home you gotta come to me empty-handed I said no gifts your presence is present enough and I already had too much stuff so how do you dare disobey Welcome to I Said No Gifts. I'm Joe Rogan. I um, hope you're doing all right. I hope you're having a nice day. Uh, um, you know, I hope that if you go out today, if you've recently moved to a na- new neighborhood and you feel like going out for a coffee, then it feels like it's going to be a five-minute thing, go do it. But, but if you do that, when you get there, do not uh, update your phone. Because there's a strong chance that suddenly you're going to be driving up and down a mountain. You're not going to know how to get back home. You're going to circle back to the coffee place. It's going to end up being a 35 to 40 minute trip. So uh, that's just my piece of advice for you. And um, other than that, I just want to welcome our guest. Uh, He's just absolutely wonderful. And I'm thrilled that he's here. Gabe Liebman. Welcome. Thank you. I said no (laughs) gifts. The absolute designer of OS 14 (laughs) (laughs) in every way. (laughs) Well, thank you for this update. You know, it's. uh... Oh, wait, I didn't update yet. Is it bad? It's always bad at first, right? Well, I never update at first, but, you know, I saw like it was trending on the Internet. And if something's trending on the Internet, I've got to give it a shot. Absolutely got to have it. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it would be a quick like thing, but literally like it, I think it took 20 minutes and then I think it requires some level of service and I had gotten into an area without service so there was a it, I got halfway through the update and oh, then God it damn. reset itself and this Uh-oh. is me literally driving up and knowing I needed to be back for this podcast and uh, <laughs> uh, driving up and down the this mountain that's in between uh, my neighborhood and the neighborhood where the coffee was and it, it was a real panic and now you know, God damn. I don't notice any different differences why didn't I just wait till I went to bed I don't know. Well, that's a great question because it'll just do it for you if you're in bed. Right. And then you wake up and you just, it's just like that's how your life has always been. Yeah. How long do you usually wait to update? Well, um, I wait several days. I have not updated it yet. It came out yesterday, right? Yesterday or today, you know? Yeah, no, I, I'll wait a couple days because there's bugs. Right. Usually people, you let everybody else suffer through it. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, I'm in no rush. I think I'm, I think the OS is fine as is right now for me. So <laughs> if there was a huge problem, maybe I'd get into it quicker. Have you ever had like a, a big problem with the OS? Has there ever been an update where you're like, oh, I wish I hadn't done it this time? <laughs> Not that I recall. Um, no, I, I I guess I'm slow enough that I'm getting into, it'll always be point something by the time I'm jumping on board. Right, right. I, yeah. I mean, I feel like with any update to any, you know, there'll be like a website update or whatever, and people will just be screaming about it. And I'll think, oh, this is a little bit different, but who cares? Oh, when they redesigned Twitter, that was huge for people. <laughs> oh, it's always huge. It's al- <laughs> if, a, if a button what? on the website gets moved a quarter of an inch, people have yeah. always the full meltdown we have to go. Yeah. Through. And then everyone gets used to it, and then they're ready to complain about the next update. Yes, exactly. It's, uh, I, don't, I don't know. No, I have not. None of the OSs have stood out to me as particularly problematic. <laughs> um, they all work 
better than uh, if I were to sort of, you know, make my own phone and try and navigate. <laughs> what would, what would uh, your phone look like? I'd love to see you give that a shot. I think I would start with a circle. I'd go round. It would look like a little um, with uh, it would look like the little thing that birth control comes in. Oh, like, that that feels like a real natural starting place for a, a device. Yeah, just sort of a clamshell. Right. And round. <laughs> oh, Gabe, how are you? It's so nice to see you. Uh, I'm good. I'm, you know, uh, uh, I love the state of the world. Of course. No complaints <laughs> whatsoever. I love it. I love the environment. I love politics. I love <laughs> public health. I just, I love all this stuff that we're doing. <laughs> I think we've, I think we're nailing it. It's kind it feels of a good. no complaints year. It's the rare yeah. no complaint year that just we're easy. <laughs> <laughs> sort of, it's, we're gliding. <laughs> Friction-free. It feels good. <laughs> um, speaking of all of that, I feel like the last time I saw you uh, was at the gym we would go to, which is now oh, no longer. Do people option. know that we went to the gym together? They, well, they do now. They, yeah. Uh, I, it hasn't come up on other episodes. <laughs> we usually do like a 10-minute thing. Usually halfway through, or I'll just say, I'll bring up to the guest, you know that Gabe Lee and I go to the same gym. And then, of course, right. that leads to a lot of conversation. So... <laughs> Um, All the hottest bodies in comedy. Um, <laughs> Nathan Fielder, Jake Weissman, all the hits. It truly is uh, so many comedy people for whatever reason. I, yeah. I need to find patient zero of the comedy community who started at this gym. Well, I'll tell you who it is. You know? Yeah, I do. So, well, okay. The, the, the super spreader of the popularity of this one gym is Max Oldestri, who oh. is actually credited. Um, and, but, but it be, so he, I, he's who I, who got me into it, but who got him into it, who is also shredded is Darcy Carden. Oh, interesting. So you think that she's kind of there? Uh, I think she's patient zero. Darcy is wow. definitely would be patient zero. She, I don't think she, I think she goes to a harder gym now. Oh, it'd be um, too easy I think for she her? graduated. Yes. <laughs> I, what is the next level beyond this? Because, you know, I, it's hard. I leave dry heaving every single time. Yeah, it's hard. Wait, it, they, I mean, They've been closed this whole time, right? Or are you still working out? I'm not. I'm not so <laughs> They've been fully closed since March. Well, I'm holding parties at the gym at this point. Oh, okay. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no I haven't. Uh, you know, I can remember my last scheduled uh, appointment there was March 30th. And, wow. you know, they, I think they, you know, around March 12th or whatever, this all started happening. And I thought, oh, we've got two weeks and we'll probably be fine. I'll be, be able to go back to the gym. Yes. And, of yes. course, that never came true. True. I think they did briefly reopen for a period, um, mm. and they were taking some level of precautions. But I, I didn't feel uh, that I could go. I, no, I, I wasn't I, comfortable. I got them to email me workouts for home, right? Um, and then I didn't do many of them. <laughs> but I said that I did, and I paid for them. Good for you. <laughs> Just like working out. <laughs> Yeah, if you pay, you're basically working out. That, I, well, I mean, that's truly uh, one of the special things about going to that gym. Was I, I felt like if I'm going to pay money, I yeah. do have to commit to this on some level. Like yeah. every time I'm going, they took cash only, so it felt like a real uh, transaction. I was like, I, I am losing money if I'm not putting some level of effort. Exactly. Into this gym. Exactly. You were going multiple times a week. I was going multiple times a week. You would never guess. I look exactly the same today as I did then when oh, I was going all the time. Look, it's crazy. You were doing in, I mean, we would only run into each other occasionally, but you were, I felt like you were doing intense workouts. It was wild. I was trying. I was trying. Yeah. How, where does the strength come from? I could do it once a week and then I need it, recovery. It was so hard. I mean, well, here's the thing. One of the best things about that workout and what kept me coming back is that you could cheat. Wait, how would you cheat? Because they would do like four clients at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a real honor system. So it was like, you know, they would say like, do this 15 times. And maybe, you know, sometimes I wouldn't do all 15. <laughs> and I'm sure I'm only hurting myself there. But I liked that it was a little bit hands off. Yeah, it was or just eyes like, off. It was like a 25% eyes off. Yes. Yeah. Which felt good to me. Right. That was the level of training I was ready for. See, but I would bring this particular neurosis of just being 
absolutely at all times worried about money and like yeah uh, so i felt like if i'm going to spend this i'm going to do every moment of this and then i can take the week off and so it was horrible it felt that makes absolutely so terrible. much more sense that you're that's more correct than what i did <laughs> i paid them to just sort of let me cheat in their in their garage <laughs> just stayed fat didn't look any different start to finish but um you know showed up for something it was hard what i was doing was still hard it was hard it was a good workout i miss it i miss them too the trainers themselves they're a funny great couple loved them yeah hopefully at some point we'll all be able to return who knows um, you're you're built like you're wiry and builds. I'm, you know, I'm your, just your like, fans know that. I'm, <laughs> I have an incredible body. <laughs> I, you know, I had not started. I, yeah, that was literally the first time in my life I had like worked out in earnest outside of like seventh grade gym or whatever, where mm -hmm. you uh, run around the gym or what have you. So, so you're a naturally thin person. I, uh, yeah, I guess, you know, I got it. I uh, exercise and uh, try to eat. Health, health, healthily. Is that a word? Yeah, it does not feel like a natural word <laughs> that comes out of your mouth. Too many H's and L's. Um, but no, I, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's all uh, yeah. a whole thing. But do you do you feel like you, uh, as far as we've now established that you are willing to lie and be dishonest at, at the gym? Yeah. Are there any other situations <laughs> that you like cheat cheat out of? I mean, not so much. I, um, I mean, I keep, I keep feelings to myself. Sure. Keep I'm one of those people. Right. I say things are okay when they're not. Uh -huh. These are just ways I cheat myself, I guess. Is that like, uh, I imagine that's a difficult thing within a relationship. Yeah, totally. Things can build up. Things can build up for sure. Right. And is it, <laughs> are there any attempts to share your feelings or is it always? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, either like it'll become so obvious that something's wrong uh -huh. because I am not amazing at hiding it or, right. or I will, I will summon the strength to have a conversation. Sure. Um, but I'll eat a lot of shit first. <laughs> <laughs> is there anything in particular you like to eat in these situations? Oh no! I mean, eat shit like uh, have a bad time. But oh. I eat shit. I mean, um, I'm oh, a, just I'm literally a, eat shit. I thought you were like talking about comforting your feelings because that feels like something I would do with food. Like, right. yeah, yeah, comfort eating. Um, I'm a salty, crunchy. I'm a snack person like that. Oh, sure. You know what I got really into this year was sugary sodas. Sugar, really? What? Yes. Is this like a return to like you hadn't for a while and now you're back? Yeah. What are you like, drinking? I'm, I love Mountain Dew. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> it's a Dew-assance. Uh, do you just like a plain Mountain Dew or are you doing like a, you know, a gamer fuel? A code I can red? get into Code Red. I can okay. get into Code Red. I would, I'll, I'll go for the neon green first. Right, right. Um, but a Code Red really tastes like Shirley Temple's, which is a real oh, that's childhood. True. That's the flavor. Right. Um, so it's pretty good just like a blast um, of burning cherry flavor yes exactly you know I, that's that's a real sweet that's a real treat for me i like a soda how often are you drinking a soda you know there have been times where it was like once a day i haven't had a soda in in weeks or if not months now but it was one of the first quarantine buys oh, was sure, like sure. you know uh like two uh 12 packs we had a cherry coke and a mountain dew oh, and I, I would open one a day <laughs> i don't know if i always got through it but it was it's a it's a good afternoon pick me up right right yeah i haven't had like a sugar soda in i can't i couldn't tell you how long i, I you know like i worked at a uh, cafe bakery for a period in my like uh during college and would drink so much soda enormous mm. amounts because you're given free soda and yeah then, uh, i got sick i got the flu and then for some reason the idea of sugar soda just didn't sound right to me anymore and that's when i got on the diet train uh oh you do diet soda yeah, do you do zeros just, do you do uh, coke I'll do zero? zero i'll do a yeah. diet coke i'm i'm really not i mean diet pepsi is maybe the worst liquid in the world <laughs> um, yeah it's pretty bad but i'll do a diet mountain dew 
I, oh, I love that. There was a particularly low point. Uh, I think it was probably 2013. Uh, I was still deeply in the closet. I was living mm. in Los Angeles. And uh, for whatever reason, I went to Ra- I walked to Ralph's in Mid-City, Los Angeles at about 11 what? p.m. to buy a Diet Mountain Dew. And oh, was my God. Dream- Wait, that's late. Oh, yeah. I don't understand what the plan was. <laughs> Uh, but 11 p.m. Right. Okay. I and got it. And I was drinking on the way back and I walked past the El Rey Theater and there was a uh, like a group oh of God. very good looking men. Well, extremely well dressed that I made my way through while drinking my Diet Mountain Dew. And as I was doing it, I turned to the left and right inches from my face was Morrissey. Oh, my God. And so it felt like a real just strange clash of worlds. And I felt maybe as bad as a a human possibly. (laughs) I felt like absolute trash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, this is clear sign I should be indoors right now. (laughs) (laughs) Why? Yeah, no one should be walking down the street drinking a Mountain Dew. It's it's uh, heroin heroin hours. Yeah, it really is. (laughs) Heroin and diet Mountain Dew (laughs) Yes. Um, what else have been, you been doing with your time? Well, I have been very lucky. I've been working right during this whole time. I'm one of I. It's pure luck, pure luck pure that luck. I um, had a job that did not lay me off or stop during sure. this. Um, so that has been the greatest blessing. I've it's just pure luck. Of course, um, something to occupy and, your time. Something to occupy my time. It occupies my brain. Um, so I've, yeah, I've been working on a TV show that, um, I created and we were like a little less than halfway done writing okay. when we went into lockdown. Right. Um, and finished the writing all over Zoom and it's an animated show. So it's something that every department, everyone who works on the show can do from home. Right. Luckily, That's no beautiful. Production didn't end and it was just, just a fluke. It's crazy. It's not anything we could have planned for. And it was, it's such a blessing. It's crazy. Right. right. And the show is next year? Yeah, it comes out June 2021. Okay. Well, yeah. We'll, just, we'll save this episode till mid uh, May. Yeah. Do, um, I want to say late. No, memori- do put it on Memorial Day okay, well, 2021. It'll be like our blockbuster episode. <laughs> yeah, perfect. <laughs> this is going to be broadcast. This will be the first thing playing in theaters uh, post pandemic. Um, well, that's, uh, that's exciting. I mean, so it's been good. Yeah. Can, I mean, you can say the show is called Q4. And it's, the show is called Q Force. Forward to it. It's an animated comedy action uh, show, and uh, it's about um, LGBTQ super spies. It's kind of like Wonderful. queer James Bond, but a whole little team of them. Who could ask for um, more? Yeah, it's a cool genre. I love action stuff. Right. So it's been fun to write that. And our cast is amazing. It's Sean Hayes and Wanda Sykes and Lori Metcalf (gasps) and Matt Rogers and Patty Harrison. Oh, that is beautiful. That's crazy. Truly. Yeah. Ask for more. Lori Metcalf. That's why. Lori Metcalf. Yeah. I mean, God bless everybody else there, but I think we can all say. I mean, we can all agree that she's the one for sure. Make her president. She's as nice as you would hope. It's really, I love to tell people that. Like, because she's someone that I think everyone like identifies as like, could be a friend of theirs or someone they would love to have lunch with. Mm -hmm. She literally is so nice. And so fucking relief. Of course, because (laughs) she has, she has reached a level where she, uh, I mean, people who have done much less have become much worse people. So, she could be absolutely terrible and people would be like, well, she's a Lori Metcalf. Yes, absolutely. She could have been an absolute monster. Exactly. She's the type of person where you're like, well, I'll just eat, I'll just eat this and we'll, right. <laughs> we'll get through it. Um, but yeah, no, she was so nice. And like, uh, had read all the scripts before we started recording and just a professional. Oh, a pro. Oh, it's so nice yeah. to, work, to deal with a professional who continues to be a professional throughout their career. Exactly. 
Um, exactly. Gabe, I, um, you know, I could talk about Laurie Metcalf all day, but I do feel <laughs> like uh, there's something I need to talk to you about. And um, yesterday I was uh, speeding through your neighborhood and I uh, decided oh, to slow down and say, hi, I, you know, we hadn't seen each other since the gym. I just mm-hmm. thought I would check in. <laughs> and I came to your door and you were holding um, a little yellow gift bag. Um, yeah. But you were also holding uh, something we should talk about pr- before we get into this, um, a little uh, a Ziploc bag with a blueberry muffin in it. Yes. Yeah. Um, which I uh, obviously took home and ate, which was yeah. delicious. My, I, my husband made that. Oh, um, so I thought I should keep it separate to give him full credit on that one. Right. Full yeah. credit, and it was an. Did he make those from scratch? Was it a mix? yes? Wow. No, not a mix. It was a blueberry ricotta. Oh, muffin. it was beautiful. Does yeah, he make muffins really. often? <sighs> not as often as he should, but he's a baker. He's good at baking. Oh, okay. Yeah. Talk. I like to bake yeah. a cookie, but I've never. I I bought a muffin uh, tin, but uh, made cupcakes once and then gave up. So, but That's I all you need a blueberry muffin. Who can ask yeah. more than a blueberry oh, muffin? Delicious. Um, well, I, so I, yeah, I thought I should keep that separate. Right. And I think that these are two very different worlds. You know, the muffin was welcomed. I enjoyed it. Yes. On the other hand, um, you know, we've been in touch about this podcast. I said no mm-hmm. gifts. Title is <laughs> right. right there for everybody to understand. It's just you don't you don't get a podcast with a direction in the title that often. That's true. I was a little alarmed when you handed me this gift bag. And I just... I knew I shouldn't have, but I had to uh, give you a gift. (laughs) I just had to. You just could not resist. It was irresistible. I'm a rebel. I'm an anarchist at heart in every way. Um, So, yeah, I took it as a direct challenge and I, I gave you a gift. Well, I mean, should I open it here on the podcast? I would love that. I mean, I, I'll say I wish you hadn't. I will say that, but... Uh, I understand, yeah. I, I'm going to open this card first. Okay. Uh, is it something I should read on the podcast? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Oh, it's a... Uh, I mean, it is a, a what appears to be a Christmas card. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Three shiny Christmas trees. <laughs> it's beautiful. And it says, uh, oh, Bridger, I know you said no gifts, but I, but like I had to. So love Gabe Liebman. Okay. Well, I mean, that's a pretty clear explanation. Yeah. Like the logic is there. I mean, like I had to. Yeah. I mean, there was just no other choice. Yeah. Uh, there was a gun to your head and <laughs> you had to, this is a lovely yellow little uh, piece of sunshine, this gift wrapping. And I'm going to open it here. Let's see what's happening in here. Oh, oh let's see. It's it's oh. small. <laughs> Is it, now this could be a tomato. This could be a tomatillo. This could be a pepper. <laughs> What is it, this? That is what will be a tomato. What will be a tomato? Yeah, it's a, like a, it's an unripe, it's not ripe yet. <laughs> it wasn't, it didn't know the schedule. <laughs> Wait, so I don't, I don't understand vegetables. If I were to allow this to just sit in my fridge or on the counter, will it ripen? That's the hope. Okay. I, yeah. I, yeah, I guess bananas do that. They go ripe, yeah. too ripe. And then I assume a tomato would do the same thing. That's, what, that's my thought. Now, that one might take a bit. Yeah, this is a, I mean, it's because, pretty you know, hard. It's, it's got a nice firm um, feel. <laughs> it's definitely yeah. totally green at this point. Yeah. Um, to the point that I thought maybe tomatillo, which, I mean, to be honest, I don't know that I've ever seen a tomatillo. So maybe that <laughs> looks completely different. Uh what sort of tomato is this? That will be a Roma plum tomato. Wow. Tomato. Tomato. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly you're on a rocking chair. A Roma tomato. <laughs> <laughs> um, is this from your garden? That is from my garden. Yes. Are you um, gardening? Have, I'm trying. Okay. Yes. I, I like to garden, but I'm not amazing at right if that makes sense so is have you been a lifelong gardener or is this something like since moving into a house it is 
I would say I'm in year five or six. It was wow. like the first apartment I had that had a backyard. Right. That's when I got into it. And what which was the- not where I live now, but the place I lived before. And now I still have a yard, but okay. I got into it there. And also, yeah, it's like, I think an LA thing for me. Right, right. Yeah, I don't know that uh, this is, this feels like the easiest place to be a gardener. Well, except yes. the lack of total, absolute lack of rain. Uh, is, the lack of rain is hard. It's yes. limiting. Heat waves are hard. Right. Um, what, so what was the initial gardening experience for you? Did you plant just one thing and it died or did you just, were you, uh, do you have, there was like a very oddly shaped kind of triangle, almost the shape of Nevada, I would say, um, patch in a backyard, the, not my current place, but the place before this had a little patch in the backyard. Right. And I planted a lot of things in there, flowers, plants, some things lived, a lot of things died, but slowly things came together. Sure. And I had one little strawberry plant in there and I would get like three strawberries a year. It was my big <laughs> harvest. And it but they it were always made me laugh. They were great. They were absolutely great. Yeah. Did the strawberry plant become like a regular sized plant that was only producing three strawberries or was it just like, this is as big as I am. I can only do three. I think I really jammed it in there. Didn't give it a chance. <laughs> what I have learned is that you're not supposed to plant things so close together. They need to grow and spread out. Right. Um, but I was, like I said, it was this oddly shaped little thing. I just, I crammed a whole, <laughs> a whole nursery in there. Um, and let them just sort of fend for themselves. Sure. And have you found any plants uh, easier to maintain than others? Well, certainly out here, the succulents are the easiest. They need the least. The tomatoes are really easy. If you don't have shade, that's the big challenge in my backyard right now. There's no shade. Um, Tomatoes are great. Oh, so tomatoes do not want shade. They don't want shade. They want want, want to be blasted. Yeah. (laughs) absolutely blasted and some herbs like that and other ones don't uh, okay. <laughs> i have learned what what else is growing in your garden currently what like as far as vegetables herbs fruits that's what i'm interested we in. have three to three tomatoes okay we've got a bunch of a lot of mint more mint than you could ever do anything with right a little bit of basil that's okay. just hanging on <laughs> Um, we have a jalapeno plant that made two peppers. That was what I was hoping was going to be your gift. Because oh, they're actually sure. very funny shapes. They're not, they don't look like jalapenos. They're what do kinda, they look like? They, they, they're kind of round. Oh, weird. Like they, they look almost like little eggplants, but they're green and spicy. Oh, wow. So I thought this will be really funny if this comes through in time, <laughs> but there's none available for you right now. <laughs> I hate to hear that. I am so yeah. to hear that. And then everything else is just absolutely burst into flames. Cilantro dead, dill dead, thyme dead. Um, we had lettuce, but it got absolutely fried. And also we have a lot of fucking like vermin back there. Just really like squirrels yeah, if you're just or rats. Squirrels, rats, oh, skunks, no. everything. Everything is coming through at night. So <laughs> That's another reason. Another reason I, I grabbed that tomato before it was ripe because the the rats will get it. <laughs> of the hundred tomatoes we've grown this pandemic, I would say we've gotten to eat like five. Oh, you've got to be kidding! Me. <laughs> <laughs> now, what are you doing with tomatoes? Just eating them, throwing them in salads, making you a throw sauce. them in a salad, throw them in a pasta. Like I said, we've only had a handful. Right. So <laughs> those are the two things we did: a salad and a oh, and a pasta. No, I want to go. I want to return to mint because I think that mint uh, as an herb is deeply underappreciated. Yes, it felt like it was agreed. going to have a moment. I felt like people were putting it in foods, and it was so wonderful to have mint, and now it's vanished again. Yeah, I, I, I think I'm guilty of this. I grow so much of it and use so little. Right. And every once in a while, I'm like, should I, should I just like make a big 
iced tea or some shit. Sure. Like, just use it all at once. <laughs> I'm sure a pesto would be great. But yeah, it's like all you want is just a couple of leaves every once in a while. But we have like three pots of it. It just doesn't stop. <laughs> right. It seems very easy to grow. And yeah. I, I hate to hear that your cilantro has died because I uh, just as of yesterday was thinking I should buy some cilantro to try growing. But oh, I wish. Is it fickle? I have. I mean, mine was. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tried it fickle. twice. It's fickle. <laughs> it's absolutely fickle. It's one of the ones we I tried it from seeds. Okay. And it's like it comes on really strong and it looks like the babyest version of it looks like cilantro. And you're like, oh my god, I'm killing it right now. <laughs> this is just about to explode into a bushel of cilantro. And then the next day it was just like brown and gone. <laughs> dead. I don't know what happened. I don't trust growing anything from a seed. I don't know that I've ever grown so- put a seed in the ground and then watched it become a plant. I just feel like it gets lost in the dirt and vanishes. I, uh, yeah. I just need it the might. plant. I need the plant to start. I need a head start on these things, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just seems like the ideal quarantine activity. Right, right. Even though I thought this would last like a month, honestly. Um, but I was like, okay, here we go. We're being crafty. And then, yeah, I tried it twice, died both times. Bad. Oh, no. <laughs> Do you cook much? Yeah, I like to cook a lot. Okay. But you don't like to bake. Like, you two split the duties it, or. Yeah. And he, well, he's a good cook too. We, I mean, I, at this point, six months in, we both do both. Uh, okay. Sure. But it used to be more binary, I would say, oh, where right, he, right. he baked and I cooked. But now we both have to do both because, um, we're shut in. Right. <laughs> <laughs> have you, have you been pretty closed off from the world? Yeah. I have. Like, I haven't done an outdoor restaurant or anything like that. I have been doing like social distance outdoor hangs with friends. Sure. Yeah, that's Lately. about as far as I've gotten. Yeah. Uh, you, you'll drive past these, uh, especially these like sidewalk restaurants and more busy areas where people are literally just like back to back. And I, I don't understand. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and it's usually at a restaurant where I'm like, I wouldn't have eaten there pre-pandemic. Exactly. What like, that's what is. you're going to die for. Right. It does not make a lot of sense to me. Yeah. We're both talking about Cafe Figaro. Of course. In- yes. Thank you. <laughs> Next to the bookstore. It's yes. packed always. It's crazy. <laughs> Crazy! I'm so glad that we were thinking of the same place. <laughs> it's a that place seems to attract a really bad clientele, just yeah. awful people. Yeah, and what wh- I don't understand what's happening there, what's drawing them in. Uh, is no, it, I, I I don't know what the the appeal is there. I guess it's just they're doing something right. <laughs> they're part of some sort of it's jerk so weird. or something. But it is absolutely back to back to back people always. Yes. So strange. And, then and I'm like scared to like mail something in a mailbox right. across the street. But no. These people are just out there having bad French food or yeah. whatever Figaro is serving. Yeah. Um do you is there any particular like particular type of food you like to cook? I run the gamut. I guess I circle around Italian usually. Okay, sure. Yeah, that's as a genre. Just various pastas, this kind various of thing. Various pastas, fresh stuff. Yeah. Are you getting stuff. I mean, are you getting fancy or is it fairly simple? I'm getting fancier. Really? What are you doing? Now I read recipes like oh. as if I'm reading a book, but I'm like, ooh, maybe this for the future. And I keep it in mind and we get the groceries and yeah Mm -hmm. uh have you had any uh disasters cooking lately or is it do you feel like you've got a hold of it it's been pretty smooth um i made a pretty bad steak uh (laughs) way overcooked it way 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 happen i mean do you like a steak on a a more well done anyway or i mean i would go medium medium rare there was something i was like it just uh just got away from me. <laughs> just kept on. It's something that should have cooked for like maybe five minutes. Just got a right. good 20. It just it got How blasted. It? This was on the grill. Okay. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Uh, and overcooked steak, I think, is maybe the most miserable thing to eat because it's just. Yeah. It's, you're like, shit. Yeah. yeah. And then this is supposed to, to be like. Way through it and. Decadent. Yeah. It's chewy. <laughs> Just sad. I just, I don't know. I don't know what happened there. What a shame. Yeah. That was bad. 
I, I don't know that I have the skill to even try a steak. I mean, I'm just learning to like bake a chicken breast. So bake that's... a chicken breast. You could do that. <laughs> no, I've, I, I'm truly like in the last month learned to do that. Okay, good. Is... So have you been doing mostly takeout? Well, I mean, until the pandemic, I mean, I had yeah, yeah. truly never cooked. Um, and now like I'll do takeout once or twice a week and then cook mm-hmm. the rest of the time. Okay. Um, so, uh, but like with poultry, I'm, I've always just had this fear, you know, because you do have to cook it correctly yes 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 um but then you learn oh i mean if you have a meat thermometer yeah you just do it and maybe if you want to do it a little too much sure just make sure it's over 165 degrees then you don't have to worry about salmonella absolutely but yeah i mean i'm i'm very much a beginner with cooking i i've been baking for years but uh cooking has been a whole whole new world for me you should just do you just make yourself a cake every day Uh, i make cookies every single day I, do you do? I, yes. <laughs> I'm not kidding. What kind of cookies? Almost. I mean, I need to break out of it because I, I've been in a real pattern over the last probably six weeks of uh, chocolate chip cookies. Well, they're the best ones. I mean, they are the best. But like, I it occurred to me last night, I'm like, I don't even know that my brain is sensing like this sensation anymore because it's so familiar. I need right. something to break that pattern. And so when I return to them, they'll feel new and fr- exciting again. Right, 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 right. I mean, I'll, I'll switch it up. I'll switch up ingredients and this sort of thing. But, it, you know, a little variety wouldn't kill me. Are you one of the uh, one of the brown brown the butter people for your chocolate chip cookies? I will occasionally brown the butter, but it is a deeply stressful thing to do. I agree. I d- and every tutorial is like this is easy this is easy but every time I put the butter in the thing I'm following the directions and I am just sweating the, those yeah. eight minutes or whatever I'm like I'm going to burn this and then I'm going to have to start over and I'm gonna, I'll be in a bad mood yeah yep um and I if I it does make a nice little difference but yeah I mean is the investment worth that difference I can't say for sure I can't tell if it's worth it either right if it weren't so deeply stressful for me um. I would probably do it every time, but baking is very relaxing, and this right. is the absolute opposite. Like having to babysit this this uh, melting thing that within a second could be ruined. Right, it feels yeah. so high stakes to me. I completely agree, and I would not say that the payoff is there. No, and even bad bad cookies are good. Right, right. <laughs> I totally, Basic I mean, a totally cookies average cookie. Are good. I will enjoy eating. So yeah. Like to get an extra like two percent on the flavor scale, it's just not. I'm not doing it. Agreed. I mean, and I also think that you could lie to me and say I browned the butter in those cookies, and I would say, oh, I can definitely tell, and it's <laughs> yes. doing a ton of work. And you don't need to brown it. I mean, if if a butter is in the cookie, I'm happy. That's all. Yeah, I'm that's say. all you need. Uh, I feel you, like you do this every day. I'm doing well. So what I'll do is I'll make the dough. And uh, refrigerate it. So like, I, I will have dough for three to four days and then start over. And got it, got just, it. I, there's always a like a, a Tupperware bowl of cookie dough in my fridge just ready to go. So your house just smells amazing because there's cookies well, fresh every day. So. But again, we go back to this is just my reality at this point. <laughs> my brain right. doesn't know the difference. So, I mean, this might it may smell like Santa's workshop in here. Right. Uh, but I have no idea. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I do need to break out occasionally. Like I said, I've tried baking cupcakes, but I'm honestly, I'm not crazy about a cupcake anyway. So that wasn't a big deal. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. Do you, do you have any baking favorites? To eat. I love a brownie and I love a a blondie. Oh, I love a blondie with a chocolate chip. Oh, I love that. Of course. I mean, it's essentially a chocolate chip cookie brownie. Yeah, it's the best. Yeah, I haven't made those in a... I mean, actually, I've never made those. My mom would make those when we were kids, but I haven't... I recently made brownies for the first time. Phenomenal. Delicious. I mean, of course, like I'm revealing something. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I like... I didn't use a mix. I I did the whole thing. I I bought a, a good quality chocolate for them. They, I mean, what a treat. That's fine. And uh, the thing... My next experiment is I'm going to try rye flour. I've uh rye for flour, the for brownies for brownies well I hate to tell everybody but rye flour, seem, rye flour seems to be the new thing on the menu for cook for baked goods 
Well, I, I love to hear it because I love rye bread. <laughs> right. Me too. It adds a nice, I think it'll yeah. add a nice depth of flavor. This is the sort of thing I'm looking for. And I I feel like I'm now at a point in my baking that I can start experimenting. And I'm, so, I'm thrilled for you. Uh, we'll try brownies. Brownies, I mean, the nice thing about a cookie is it's it requires almost nothing of the baker. You know, <laughs> you're throwing a bunch of things into a pot and stirring it around. And once you've got that down, that's all you But brownies, you're probably going to be melting something. It's a... Add one step to things and I'm freaking out. So right. <laughs> it's like a brownies are an event, an event yeah, yeah, yeah. treat for me. And a cake is something that I don't know that I have the emotional wherewithal to even. Attempt. No, I don't think I could get into a cake. Right. I don't think I would get into a cake. Yeah. And again, a cake is one of those things where unless it's phenomenal, I'm not I'm like, oh, this is fine. Well, it's yeah, you're the not- opposite of a cookie. Right. You're not excited to eat it. Right. An average cake is not worth eating, but an average cookie, I will eat all day. And of course, the best cake of all is a cookie cake. Oh, Gabe, I <laughs> I might hang up on you. <laughs> what are we talking about? Uh, a cookie cake. Cookie cakes are the worst dessert. <laughs> I love them. They are horrible. <laughs> what are you talking about? The Mrs. Fields cookie cake? Oh, I would I would love one right now. Gabe, it is such an absolute travesty that I'm learning this information. This is truly, I mean, if I had a political platform, this is something, it's nothing. It's slime. It's a big cookie. It's not. Unfortunately, that is deeply untrue. Really? What is it? It's like a cookie paste. What we're dealing with is a cookie paste put in a sugar and then they're (laughs) dumping frosting all over it. This is something that I think is... I've lost a deep amount of respect for you. Wow. Right now. Wow. But I'd love to hear, I mean, any defense that you can come to. I'm, I'm happy to sit here and listen, but I'm not going to agree. I think you've only had bad ones. But, I mean, isn't there only one? Doesn't only Mrs. Fields make them? Well, I don't know that I've ever had a Mrs. Fields. Oh, interesting. One. That's the only yeah. company I know that makes them. And they're <laughs> awful. <laughs> I am dying. Um, yeah, to me, they're just like a big, huge cookie that you, ha- that you eat like a pizza. Where are you like getting a them? A slice. Um, I don't know. I don't even know when the last time I had one is. <laughs> oh, so this is now the picture is becoming more clear. Because yeah. the last time you probably had one, you were probably 11. <laughs> yeah, 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 probably. I mean, I, I'm I absolutely with you in theory. I think that the cookie cake, is, I mean, a giant cookie, Who? I mean, of course. Yeah, I'd I want it. A giant cookie. Yeah. I'd love to eat cookie in the shape. Well, you should make a good one. But I don't know that it's, I mean, I don't think that physics, just the, <laughs> on a physical level, I don't know that it's possible. It's not going to cook right? It's not going to cook right. I mean, it's going to be slime. Oh my God, I can't wait for um, the next time I'm on this show. This is going to be my gift. <laughs> I mean, I would love, you know, I mean, of course, I, again, I've only ever had them from Mrs. Fields. And this is a, a this is essentially a mall uh, nightmare. And even mm. their regular cookies at this point are not that great. Um, you know, Mrs. Fields, I think in the early 90s, before she lost her way, she was making a good cookie. And then it became, okay. you know, like, there's... She one, sold out. She sold out, of course. Debbie, Debbie Fields. She's, uh, I know way too much about this. Uh, but I do think that their, the general quality of their cookies is good garbage so then when you uh bring in the fact that they're trying to make it a cake and then they put frosting all over it that's also another oh, see no no i'm not is it fully frosted no it's like a wrong i'm picturing the wrong thing yeah okay see that sounds good to me <laughs> <laughs> wait the frosting sounds good to you yeah just a little bit of frosting it's mostly like a slice of pizza that's made oh, of right. chocolate chip cookie right, right. that sounds that sounds like the perfect I mean, that sounds perfect to me. Uh, it sounds perfect to me too. <laughs> but unfortunately, I just don't know that. Uh, I feel like we're talking about something that could only exist in myth. Uh, oh my god! But, it's my it's my new mission. Yeah, I, I'm gonna find it. Yeah, if you find it, I I would love to know because of course I'm willing to try again as long as it doesn't come from the Fields uh, <laughs> Corporation. Sure. Um, but oh wow, this is such an interesting revelation. The fact that, the, that somebody else might even make a cookie cake is really you know, making my head spin here. Um, and it's oh, really... I'm convinced I've had a good one. I have I have such a sense memory of it. Interesting. I'm going to find it. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm going to find it. It's my new life's mission. I feel like the ones I've had, it's always like 
at the office and somebody is, was just given the vague mission of like, it's this person's birthday, go get them something. Yeah, that sounds and good. That sounds puts good. In half effort, they go to the <laughs> mall and buy this thing that's been sitting on under fluorescent lights, like in a like mildly refrigerated container for who knows how long. I mean, they taste that like really- all. This really grainy, really grainy icing that's like right. red. <laughs> yes. Why would it be red? It's the base of that frosting. Yeah. Yeah. The oh. red is like truly like paint red. It's not like, yeah. oh, they put some food coloring in. It's like, oh no, they dumped a gallon of paint into some shortening and then uh, corn syrup, I suppose. Oh, this sounds good. This sounds good. So I'm back on, back on board. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to send you one. I, I'm gonna, well, but then again, I, I get into the moral territory of like, do I want to give the Fields Corporation any money? And I don't. I want to just shut them down. I would love for there to be a good cookie retailer that I could count on, but I don't know that that exists. I would love for you to write a biopic of Debbie Fields. <laughs> oh my God, I would love that. That's. I feel like idea. you could handle it. Oh, I bet. Material. You, I what bet, is her life? Yeah, what is her life outside of selling her soul? You know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, she was a simple baker, and then uh, you know, I think the temptation is always there. Have sure. You, I mean, a recent worry I've had. Have you ever been to Levain Bakery? No. Levain Bakery in New York makes just maybe the best chocolate chip cookies in the world, but they're expanding. I've noticed that mm. they're, uh, they've they had like two locations in New York, and now you know we're opening in Washington D.C. And then the next step is we're offering frozen cookie dough, and ah. you know I, I start to worry. I just uh, Levain Bakery, if you're out there, uh, I love what you've done with your uh, baked products, but I feel like you're getting onto a field style path, and we're one step away from making a cookie cake. Uh oh. So, okay, here's a hopeful version of this story okay, for yeah, you that it. might save save your worries. So I, in my neighborhood that I grew up in, in Philadelphia, there was the best cookies I've ever had were from this Jewish deli that was called Famous 4th Street Deli. Okay. That was the name of the place. Very smart branding. Right. I grew up thinking it actually was a famous place. <laughs> of course. Because it was brilliant. called Famous. It's like Famous Deli, of course. <laughs> the world famous deli. And they had giant chocolate chip cookies. Not giant wide but thick right, right and dense really good um and then now they have an online business where you can buy famous fourth street deli cookies right and ship them anywhere you can buy them by the dozen but it's they're clearly not still being made in the deli okay. they've outsourced that right. i got them and they're still good you're kidding famous fourth street deli yeah, and in Philadelphia. I mean, is so yeah, that's where we get into confusing. Uh, the deli still exists. The deli still exists, and but the cookies were so popular that they, I think, have spun off a second business. Wow. Or I say, I think, I know they have. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and yeah, wow. and it's um, it's you you can still get the cookies at the deli when you go, but also if you don't live in Philadelphia or can't travel there right, right. Uh, because of a global pandemic, uh, you can order the cookies online and they're, they're so good. And do they only have one variety of cookies or is there... No, they have a lot of varieties. Okay. Is there one in particular I should order? Just I just chip. like the chocolate chip. Okay. Okay, that's but they have, start they've with. got peanut butter chip. They've got it with nuts, without oh. nuts. Oh. We've got all sorts of cookies. I think they make a snickerdoodle at, oh, at this point. I love a good snickerdoodle. That, that yeah. is one cookie where if it's not great, it's probably not worth eating. But when it's good, I, yeah, I'll yeah. eat a snickerdoodle. And I mean, what an insane name. Who was who behind that uh, creation? <laughs> Interesting, whimsical somebody and probably. I'm picturing literally Tigger from Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> <laughs> It's that could be the up. only answer. It's him with a little notepad is what I'm picturing for the invention <laughs> of the name. <laughs> I bet I'm right. You probably. I mean, I don't know that there's any other logical explanation to someone coming yeah. up with the name Snickerdoodle. <laughs> um, well, you know, I, every podcast, I'm really trying to resist the temptation to just turn it into speaking about cookies. But, you know, the bait was here and I just okay. went for it. And so that's, all. you know, I'm, I'm fine that we had this conversation, but I've got to rein it back in because I want to play a game. Okay. Do you want to play a game called Gift or a Curse or a game called Gift Master? Ooh, let's do Gift or a Curse. Okay, Gabe, I need a number between one and ten from you. 
Let's do eight. Okay. For the next minute or so, I have to do some calculating. I have to. I have a list of things that I randomly calculate from uh, in order to play the game. So you have the microphone. You can recommend something. You can promote something. You can, uh, you know, you can do whatever you truly want. I'll be right back. Okay. Um, well, let's see. Since this is a podcast and listeners obviously enjoy podcasts, I'm going to plug a podcast that I produced, uh, that my husband created and hosted called I'm Afraid That. And, uh, he interviews people about, uh, interesting fears that they have. Um, and then he talks to experts on that fear, um, to give some cultural background. Um, and it's really fun. There's two seasons that are out already. There have been amazing guests. I'm talking Jordan Keel. I'm talking Jenny Slate, Janixa Bravo, Our Lady J. Fascinating people with really crazy fears. Megan Amram, you got to listen. It's crazy. Gabe, what a beautiful... Uh, I mean, you were just right there. That felt like we were recorded the uh promo for that podcast that's perfect some people really drop the ball sometimes you know really oh no i'll i'll plug i'll plug (laughs) look if you're gonna do a podcast you should plug something plug something in your life that's what i'm saying and that's the world we're living in so um well i've calculated the things that we're going to be uh talking about here basically what is going to happen is i'm going to give you uh an item, a subject. You're going to tell me if it's a gift or a curse and why. Very easy. Very simple. Okay. Um, first up, this is actually a listener suggestion. This is uh, uh, magnifying mirrors. Megan, a listener named Megan, has suggested magnifying mirrors. Gift or a curse? And I assume those are like magnifying you know, like, mirrors. Only found I... in a hotel room. Or... Oh, I, I absolutely a gift. Why? Um, a new perspective, greater detail. <laughs> you get to see the way you've never seen before. <laughs> Gabe, I think it's I think it's great. Gabe, you've uh, I, I I forgot to mention in the beginning of this that there are absolutely objectively correct answers in this game, <laughs> and you've uh, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're absolutely wrong. <laughs> Look, I don't know if you're gonna love what you see. <laughs> I mean, I think this one is very obvious. I mean, in an instant, your self-esteem will be destroyed every time with a magnifying mirror. It's a a horrifying look at your face. But what a gift humility can be. It takes (laughs) you down yourself out of this. That's a curse. It's an absolute curse, a magnifying mirror. I understand the novelty of looking, especially, you know, you're looking at your pores, this sort of thing. But uh, Mm -hmm. it's also a horrifying look at the human face. I mean, you'll never be the same, you but won't. you absolutely will. <laughs> I think not. you're better for it. But, you know, agree to just, it's the cookie cake all over again. <laughs> oh, geez. I thought we would be on good terms at the end of this podcast, but it's just looking <laughs> like this is going to be a rough go. Um, zero out of uh, zero for uh, one. Is that I, I don't anytime I try to say that I, mm. I think is that how people say it? Uh, you're zero for uh, one. Is that how you would say I, it? I think so. I have feels right to me. Okay. Yeah. I would put the wins first. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. Whatever. Oh, oh for one. Oh, for yeah, one. that's that feels right oh, for one. Okay. Moving on. Uh, the second one, gift or a curse, having visitors from out of town. Oh, wow. A curse. Why? Well, okay, look, I love the people. Right. But the experience of it is hard. You become a tour guide. You don't really get to exhale, I would say. I feel like for me, when I have visitors from out of town, as much as I love those people, and I do love those people, It's like a hosting thing. It's stressful. And, uh, you know, it just sort of, um, it's not as pleasant as real life when you're by yourself. <laughs> right. I mean, uh, in the interest of just disagreeing with you, I was thinking maybe I say that it's a gift, but it's impossible for me to say that, you know, I think you're absolutely right here. Yeah, of course, we love to have 
we love our friends and family coming from out of town. We all do. But the moment yeah, they get there, like, it becomes I know a stress I, nightmare. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you are, are no longer allowed to spend one second of your day not thinking about those visitors. Even when you're alone at your home, you're still thinking, what are they doing? What are they doing? And, I, and the people who are like, oh, you don't have to entertain me. I'll take care of myself. Mm. It's not true. That that to me is actually, that makes the situation way more difficult. I want, yeah. I want my visitors to say, this is what I'd like to do here. This, right. These are the things that I would like to do. This is, I'm the one traveling and this is what I want to do. Because uh, if they don't, I live here. You know, you live in your city and you don't, none of us does anything at all. And we don't know what to do. We don't know how to entertain Correct. So you become, a, yeah, a deeply disc, uh, unqualified tour guide. Yeah. Um, I mean, there are those elements where it's like you're forced to go see your city and enjoy things that you probably wouldn't have previously. But uh, for the most part, it's just such a stressful, stressful. Yeah, nightmare. it's not as pleasant as just tuning out. Right. <laughs> I, to, I would just kill to tune out. And uh, yeah, I guess right now, none of us really has to worry about a visitor from another city. So yeah, sadly, this is a grass is greener type thing right. where it's like, this is actually also bad. Yeah. So I don't know. that. <laughs> I think what I ultimately have to just uh, understand is that I'm not happy with anything and yeah. uh, will never be satisfied. Yep. Okay, so you're uh, one for two. I feel like I, I said it correctly there. Uh, we have one more here, and this is actually another listener suggestion. This is from someone named Susie, and she has suggested, gift or a curse, the WB Frog, a.k.a. Michigan J Frog. Are you familiar with Michigan J Frog? Of course I am. Top hat. Kind of dancing. He dances, he drives. Okay, well... This is a really interesting one because he's had two careers. <laughs> what, what careers has he had? <laughs> well, of course, surgeon. he was a star. He was... Um, <laughs> okay, well, of course, he was uh, an actor-performer sure. um, as, of a short film where he was a very annoying character. That was the joke of it. Oh, right. Um, and so there's that version of him. And then there's the spokesperson version of him. I would say that he's a curse as a star <laughs> and a gift as a spokesperson. You have to pick one. You, I, I'm not taking one or the other. Oh, my God. Well, then I guess he's a gift <laughs> because he's got longevity. He's got range. Um, he's multifaceted. He's annoying. <laughs> I absolutely agree. I'm giving I, I just the name Michigan J Frog. We're right. We're off to the races with that name. We're better for it. What does the J stand for? You know, he's he is annoying. He's like will transform back into a regular frog, I believe, from time exactly. to time. That's the thing. And then he's got a cane. I mean, what he's singing and singing and singing, annoying this person <laughs> in his life. And then when the person's like, "Look, I have a singing frog," he just becomes a normal frog, and he makes the person look crazy oh so that's kind a of a curse, metaphor funny yes but also annoying i love michigan j frog i mean god bless <laughs> this susie for sending in i mean that really is a uh i mean we all are better off because of michigan j frog i agree so uh, wait what were you calculating yeah i have a just a huge <laughs> list of things and i take okay. a number and i go one two three four five and you know when we land on eight that's your that's oh i thing. love that well you have to add the element we've got to level the playing field here i can't just be picking and choosing so we'll, this is numerology you've got to yeah yes i'm a well, I'm a numerologist. I'm uh, slowly losing my mind, and every number means something to me. So I love that. And uh, so here we are. And you've gotten uh, you got two out of three, which is not bad. You know. Uh, okay, I'll take it. I mean, you didn't fail, so yeah. What more can we say about that? We've got to answer a couple of listener questions. This okay. part of the podcast is called "I Said No Questions." Um. Oh, I should probably uh, just remind everyone that I'm not Joe Rogan. Just realized that I said that at the beginning of the podcast. Um, <laughs> um, my name is Bridger Weiniger. So welcome to I Said No Gifts. So here we are. And we're at the final segment of the podcast. I said no questions. People are writing into I said no gifts at gmail.com. 
They need answers, Gabe. Let me read this first one. It says, hey, Bridger, my sister is currently pregnant with the first grandchild in the family, and her mother-in-law has basically taken control of the entire situation. She's buying furniture. She's buying baby toys. She's buying maternity clothes. She's buying baby clothes. She's buying diapers. She needs to calm down. I need to find the perfect gift that will put this crazy lady in her place. Thoughts? Josh. So this person is, uh, you know, uh, competing with a mother-in-law to become... Yeah, it sounds like... This person is gay as well. Yeah, certainly. <laughs> um, which I love. Uh, trying to outdo a mother-in-law with a gift. Oh, the competition is heating up. And uh, it sounds like she has essentially bought everything. So she's... Yeah. Um, she's, uh, it's gotta be like a onesie that said, like, says something that really puts mother in law, <laughs> like, I, you know, I hate grandma, but love my uncle type of thing. <laughs> I wish I wasn't, I didn't have to spend time with grandma. Yeah. My grandma, grandma, my grandma's too much with like an eye roll emoji could be funny. <laughs> but you have two grand, she might, this baby might have. Up to two or more grandmothers, so that's right. not specific enough. If her name is Janet, it would be like Janet's too right. much. I roll emoji. or Janet. If you're reading this, I want to go somewhere else, or I, I yeah, Josh's. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that you you do need to be. You know, if there's a rivalry here, being vague about it is not going to do anybody any favors because it sounds like the mother-in-law is you know elbowing her way through the world, and it sounds like this. If you want to establish some level of dominance in this uh baby's life you've got to be loud you've got to be cruel um you know so i think something along those lines and i also i mean while we're on you know we were just talking about michigan j frog i feel like there's probably a toy there as well uh a baby Mm. loves a frog toy i feel like so a frog toy and then you're like it's kind of an us thing like you wouldn't get it when janet's like i don't when did he get into when did the baby get into frogs you can just be like oh well you weren't there but it was a really special memory for us (laughs) it's all about i think the wedge driving the wedge as driving a wedge yeah i think you just got to make it specific and harsh and uh don't you know it doesn't have to be i mean she's already getting furniture so you're not going to outspend her right um so i think you just smart outsmart and really just drop the hammer (laughs) beautiful okay next question uh hi bridger and guest so this person's including you this Josh person kind of left you out of the uh equation which is unfair um hi bridger and guest for my birthday both my husband and we've got another mother-in-law both my brother my both my husband and my mother-in-law unknowingly bought me the same gift a sewing machine the sewing machines are different brands but essentially the same and i have no need for two i don't want to hurt anyone's feelings and they're both waiting to see whose gift i end up returning what should i do what's with all these uh then uh, thanks a uh, not not a full name they're just an a uh, i feel like we've maybe got it's a, a martinez of pro- from npr it, it could maybe. be it probably is i know she's yeah. a man um <laughs> Wow, we've got a lot of competition in these families, and the mother-in-laws are stirring the pot. Uh, And now we've got dueling sewing machines. So, and it almost, to me, uh, the wording of this email is, uh, what is she saying? They're both waiting to see whose gift I am. Yeah, that stood out to me as well. So, I feel Because this seems like something that's maybe more of a problem for A than the people in her life. Right. Or in their life. Uh... Yeah, I, uh, let's see. This is a tough one, right? I think you just got to return them both, start over, get yourself a sewing machine, right? You've got to buy the one that you actually want. Yeah, yeah I, I'm an independent person. Yeah, you can't pick sides here because either way, there's gonna be uh, there's gonna be a problem. Someone's feelings are gonna be hurt. But if you return both, suddenly you've cleared the deck. Now you're clear to purchase a sewing machine of your own. You just have to buy one that's not one of those two. But it seems like... That's right. You know, it sounds like sewing machines, a lot of them are the same. So there must be a third option. Yeah, I think that's the safest bet. And then you you, you sew a big trash can and you throw the other ones in there. (laughs) Well, or you you know you return both of these, and you or you return them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You buy a sewing machine. You have now have doubled the amount of money that a sewing machine costs. You buy the most expensive sewing machine maybe on the planet. Something yeah, like you to start a factory or something. <laughs> um, 
at the moment, <gasps> no one's feelings are hurt. Um, this uh, kind of puzzle that your husband and mother-in-law have set up has been evaded entirely. And uh, the people in your life can get a good night's sleep after all this worry. Right. And then I think uh, maybe so some sort of thing that will bring your uh, husband and mother-in-law back together because it seems like there's a fissure there. It seems like there's some something is happening between these two. They don't yeah. like each other. They uh, disrespect and are trying to... I mean, I don't even want to get, in, get into this, but the mother-in-law seems like she's gunning for A. Is she trying to push her husband out of the picture? I don't know. There's, I mean, it, oh, I, it's I love that. psychosexual territory, and I don't, I don't even want to open that door with a sewing machine. So A, oh, yeah. return them. Buy your sewing Return them both. Get, get one of your own and just right. say, look... We're done. Uh, <laughs> this marriage is over. <laughs> I'm leaving with my sewing machine. We are done. I'm I'm sewing myself a car and driving into the sunset. <laughs> um. Well, congratulations, A. Congratulations, Josh. You've both been given perfect advice. Um. Well, Gabe, but this is the end of the podcast. You know, oh. we, we've uh, fought. We've come back together. We've fought again. <laughs> um, and I feel like ultimately Michigan J. Frog saved the day. Um, oh, yeah. And I've, now I have this tomato, which... Uh, it's more of an experiment for me than anything. I'm going to. I can't see right what. I can't wait answer. to see what you do with it. Yeah. Right. I mean, this could be. This could become anything at this point. The world is full of possibilities, <laughs> and uh, you never know what you're going to do with a tomato. Maybe it has a worm in it, and it takes over my home. I don't. You, oh my god, that would be amazing. You never know. But for the listeners, for the listeners especially. <laughs> um this is a gift to all of us so thank you so much for being here you've just been an absolute delight and uh i'm sorry that we can't you know see each other in person or you know see each other at the low of working out um but maybe someday in the future one day i'm sure to be or maybe yeah. not, you know. We're all just going to have to keep doing our thing. And uh, listener out there, go enjoy your day or try to do something safe. Keep a mask on. You know, actually, uh, by the time this is released, let's definitely make sure we're registered to vote and make good choices. And uh, yeah. uh, I'll see you at where you'll hear my voice and uh, at another point. This is the end of the podcast. Goodbye. I Said No Gifts is an Exactly Right production. It's engineered by Earth Angel Stephen Ray Morris. The theme song is by Miracle Worker Amy Mann. Uh, you can follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at I Said No Gifts. And if you have a question or need help getting a gift for someone in your life, email me at I Said No Gifts at gmail.com. Listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you found me. And why not leave a review while you're at it? I invited you here I thought I made myself perfectly clear When you're a guest in my home 